Hey, everybody. Hope you're doing great. Today, I'm asking the question, do you have constitutional rights? Do you have constitutional rights? I submit that you do not have constitutional rights, and I'm going to explain in just a moment. I'm going to give you five things to think about before studying the Constitution. My name is Jason W. Hoyt, host of the Liberty Restoration Show. You can find out more about the show at jasonwhoyt.com. That's jasonwhoyt.com. I'm going to introduce you to a new page that I just created on my website. I've been working on it for quite a while. It's one of those pages that I've been wanting to have. And in fact, I'm going to embed this video at the top because I think it's key before you dig into the Constitution to really understand and have a have the right perspective. But before I before I go any further, I got to show off this mug. Check out this mug. When the government fears the people, there is liberty. Today, I'm drinking Thomas Jefferson Roast. It's a, uh, from the Common Sense Coffee um, line of coffees available at 1776united.com. That's 1776united.com. You get 15% off if you use my promo code LIBERTY. I'm part of their ambassador militia program they have, and I'm pretty excited about that. I got this shirt, the original Rebel flag, got a bunch of other shirts and some decals and stuff like that. But go to 1776united.com and get 15% off if you use the promo code LIBERTY at checkout. All right, let's get to it. I just uh, released this uh, brand new page on my website. Here's the uh, a look at the uh, desktop version of that. It's at jasonwhoyt.com forward slash constitution. It's, it's a free resource. I've been putting this together for a while. And there's a you can see here there's a quick navigation. These are all hyperlinks at the top here. So when you're in the constitution, you want to go to the executive branch. Just click on that. It'll take you right down to it. Article 2. Starts off obviously with Article Two, Section One, and I named each of the clauses, uh, a number of the sections, and named each of the clauses. So there's the Electoral College in Article Two, Section One, Subsection Three, right here. If you want to get back up to the, actually, you know what? That was modified. Look at the bottom of that one of that paragraph. It was modified by the Twelfth Amendment. You want to see what the modifications were? Click on the hyperlink. Go right to the Twelfth Amendment, and it refers back to Article Two, Article Two, Section One, Clause Three where it was uh, amended. Anyways, I, I love this resource here. I use it all the time now. If you click on the, uh, on the right side here, there's a little icon of a uh, constitution. It'll take you right back up to the top. In fact, if you're on the desktop version, do Control F, you can start searching. I, I put in grand jury, and you can see it was it's mentioned three times on this page. There it is, you can go to each one like that. So it's, it's a great resource, and I hope you guys use it. JasonWHoyt.com forward slash constitution. All right, let's get to it. I want to talk about five things to know before studying the Constitution. These are to me, these are all about perspective. You got to have the right perspective on it. Because if you don't, they, the progressives, the big government statists, the ones that are trying to subvert the Constitution, the ones that are trying what they're trying to get away with, uh, really weak. Uh, definitions and interpretations of the constitutions and, and get away from the original intent. I mean, is it any wonder we send our kids off to government schools and they come out not knowing a thing about the government? They don't know anything about the constitution, the proper role, why it was written. So here's five, five quick things about the constitution that I think you should have the right perspective on uh, before studying it, before reading it. So number one, 
know and understand the hierarchy. And here's what I mean by that. And I write about this extensively, well, not really extensively, it's really in a small format in the, this pocket constitution. I put in there 30 foundational American principles. And a lot of these are from there. Um, I'm actually in the process of putting that into a full-size book because I had to cram a lot of information into very precise, concise language to fit one principle per page uh, in that book. So I'm doing a full-size book that'll be coming out in the next couple months. But here's the hierarchy. When you read the Bible, it starts off, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He created everything in between, and he created man, and he gave us dominion. When he created man, he gave us dominion to rule over all the earth. And actually, when you dig into Genesis uh, and you look at the list of things that he gave us uh, dominion over, to rule over, it does not list other men. We are not to rule over other men. We're to rule over everything in between, heavens and the, uh, heavens and the earth and everything. But when you dig into that list, you see we're not supposed to rule over other men. And God gave us dominion, God gave us free will, and God gave us our rights. So the hierarchy is God created man, and there's a reason, you know, my rights end where your rights begin. In order for us to get along and you not infringe on my rights, we created this third party, this, 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 uh, we, we, this outside third party, the government, to secure our rights, to protect our rights, and to help with that. So understand the hierarchy. It's God created man, and man created government. Because actually, let's dig into the number two. <laughs> Here it is. The purpose of the Constitution is to protect your rights. Because in the Declaration of Independence, it says, we are endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights. Among these are life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, life, liberty, property. And, and the very next line, it says, and to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men. The proper role of government, the reason why government was created, is to protect our rights. So that is the purpose of the Constitution. It was written by, it was written by we the people in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, da, 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 da. you know the thing. <laughs> um, we the people wrote it, and we give it to the government. We told them, here's your instruction manual. Here's how you protect our rights. That is the purpose of the government, or that is the, and the purpose of the Constitution. That's why the Constitution was written. So look at it from that perspective when you start to navigate through the site, when you start to navigate through the Constitution. Um, the purpose here is that it, um, everything that it does is for the purpose of protecting rights. And while protecting rights, it cannot infringe on other rights. That happens all the time. While protecting rights, think about that, it cannot infringe on other rights. They will say in the name of national security, we need to infringe on your privacy, Fourth Amendment. You can't have it both ways. Your job is to protect the country, national security, and that's, you know, obviously that's part of the Constitution, that's part of the, the role of the federal government. But at the same time, you cannot infringe on other rights. Um, I, I, it happens all the time, so we have to keep watch. Number three, I want you to keep in mind that the government has zero authority unless granted to it by the Constitution. Here's what that means. You have a, you have a cup. This cup is empty. That is what the, the government is allowed to do. Absolutely nothing, unless we put something in there. Unless it's in the Constitution, the government does not have authority to do it. If a power is not expressly written in the Constitution, the government does not have it. 
It's not a matter of, well, the Constitution doesn't say I can't do this, so let's do it. Mm-mm-mm-mm. That's a that's, that flips the script, and that's what they're trying to do. Well, the Constitution doesn't say we can't do it, therefore, mm, that's not how it works. The and here's the thing: the most important question you can ask any government official or candidate for office with the with the latest greatest idea to solve some problem, because that happens all the time. They got some town hall forum or they have some debate, and it's these couple candidates up there, and they're trying to be the smartest guy in the room, and they're coming up with all these ideas to solve all these problems. The most important question you can ask them is this, from where in the Constitution are you given the authority to do that? That's huge. Because we have a problem with education. Really? Federal government, where in the Constitution do you have authority to to dictate and mandate a one-size-fits-all common core curriculum. Oh, it was state-led. Give me a break. Don't get me started on that. (laughs) Um, Let's also talk about the General Welfare Clause. The General Welfare Clause is not a catch-all. They do that all the time. Well, the reason why we have to have that program is because of the General Welfare, and the Constitution allows us because of the General Welfare Clause. No, no, no. If it was, here's the thing. If it was meant to be a catch-all, then why was the rest of the Constitution written? Like right now, go to Article 1, Section 8. Here's Article 1, Legislative Branch. Go down to Article 1, Section 8. Here's the, and it lists 18, essentially subsection, but there's even clauses within that. 18, they call it the enumerated powers to Congress. We, we enumerate and we list out these 18 things that Congress can do. If, and the 10th Amendment basically says, if it's not listed here, it's up to the states or the people. So it's expressly written. The government has zero authority unless granted to it by the Constitution. And this is their instruction manual. This is their operator's manual. They swear an oath to protect and defend this. The interesting thing is you and I, you know, I'm going to go to the store. I'm going to go to work. I'm going to go come and go and do as I please. Essentially, I I never refer to the Constitution to see what I'm allowed to do. Because the Constitution is not my document. It's their document. We, the people, wrote it. We gave it to them to tell them what they can and cannot do, right? They have to refer to it. Oh, now you're getting me started. All right, let's go to number let's go to number four real quick. The Constitution does not give you your rights. That's to answer that first question. Do you have constitutional rights? No, you do not. Hmm. Sounds controversial, right? Sounds weird. Because to me, it's a trigger word. I don't go to the Constitution to see if I have to get my rights. You don't check the Constitution to see if you can do something. Every government official does that. You don't have constitutional rights. You have constitutional protections. The First Amendment wasn't written to give you the right to free speech. Right? I have natural God-given rights. I am endowed by my Creator with certain unalienable rights. They're unalienable. My rights come from God, not man, not government, and not this piece of paper. If they tore up the first, if they tore up the Constitution, or if they changed and got rid of the First Amendment, would I still have the right to free speech? Absolutely, I have a natural, God-given right to speak my mind. The purpose of the First Amendment is to tell the government that they cannot infringe on that right. Congress shall make no law. It's an instruction to the government. Congress shall make no law abridging the freedom of speech. Freedom of religion. 
Do I have the right? See, I don't have a First Amendment right to free speech. I have a natural God-given right to, to speak my mind. The First Amendment was written to tell the government that that right must be protected. Likewise, the Second Amendment does not give me my right to keep and bear arms. I have a natural God-given right to defend myself, and that includes with arms. That right already exists because of the hierarchy. God created man, gave us our rights. I have a natural God-given right to defend myself, and we created government to protect those rights by way of writing it down in the Constitution. The Second Amendment does not grant me my right to bear arms. That right exists. The Second Amendment is there to tell the government that that right shall not be infringed. I don't have a Second Amendment. I hear it all the time. Oh, they're, they're infringing on my Second Amendment right, my Second Amendment rights to bear arms. I don't have a Second Amendment right to bear arms. I have a Second Amendment protection of my natural God-given right to defend myself, and that includes with arms. I, I hope you guys see the nuance there in the perspective. I know it's called the Bill of Rights, and that's kind of confusing. But when you, like we the people wrote the document and we give it to every single government official, they all swear an oath to protect and defend the Constitution, right? That's their employee handbook. When they first start their job, they, they acknowledge by oath that they receive their handbook and they must refer to it to see what they're allowed to do. And we, when, we, when you hand somebody a bill, it what? When you hand somebody a bill, it lists what they owe you. It's the Bill of Rights. They get their rights. I don't have constitutional rights. The government has constitutional rights. And if you want to know what the constitutional rights of the government are, it's in the Constitution. This is what they're allowed to do. This is what they can and cannot do. So, kind of in summary here, what does the Constitution do? Because God created man, and man created, and even in that hierarchy, I would say the hierarchy is God created man, and man created local government first, because they are the closest to us, the most involved in our lives. Then there's the state, which is, I would say, more of a regional government. And the states, the state delegates in the Constitutional Convention, the states got together and created the federal government. It's not the other way around. We act today as if the federal government created the states and the federal government can tell everybody what to do. That is not the case. The federal government is fifth on the list. It's at, they're at the bottom. They're the far-off federal government with the least amount of involvement in our daily lives. That's the way it's supposed to be. I know we've completely flipped the script. So what does the Constitution do? It gives the government form. Article 1 our power that we get from God. All political power is inherent in the people. In Article 1, we vested power in a legislature to create laws. We gave them power. It's in Article 1. In Article 2, we gave the executive power to enforce the law. That's where we, the people, created the executive branch. Article 3 is where we, the people, created the judicial branch. It grants the government jurisdiction over certain matters. And if it's not in the Constitution, they don't have jurisdiction over it, right? And it tells the government what it can and cannot do when interacting with some of your rights. I hope this is clear. I don't have, con none of us, we do not have constitutional rights. We have constitutional protections. The purpose of the government and the purpose of the Constitution is to protect our rights, 
not grant them. I don't go to the Constitution to see what my rights are. <laughs> I'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, contact me at jasonwhoyt.com. You can go to the contact page. Um, I'm on a lot of social media, but I'm being banned in certain areas. I'm not allowed to go live on Facebook. So I'm really whittling away and kind of focusing on jasonwhoyt.com. I want to make it a great resource for you guys. Love to hear from you. God bless you guys. Hope you're doing well. Talk to you soon.